Hey, this is Deconversion Therapy. This is Karen. This is Bonnie, back from COVID jail. (laughs) And let's see if she coughs all over everybody like she did our Zoom meeting, but we'll get to that. Um, Please find us on all the social media places, send in your funny true stories, and we had our Zoom party a while ago, and we're going to be doing more. If you sponsor us, that's just a good way to hang out with like-minded people in the Zoom, and it's the cost of a coffee just once a month, and it really helps us because I almost had to buy new gear today. Anywho... <laughs> Um, you Gear. can find everything at deconversiontherapy.com or in the details of this right here. All right. So, Bonnie, are you going to um, hack a loogie on us? I hope not. Um, the people on the Zoom call saw me like full-blown COVID with like <laughs> the wrinkly shirt on and just kind of propped up. <clears throat> so that was a good time. It was just like a cold. It was just like a cold. Except the first day was like a headache where I was like, please, if I just knock my teeth out, will this stop pounding? So the oh, second you should day have was called okay. me. I know. <laughs> I'd say yes. Come knock my teeth out. I was going to say, did you figure out like what it started? Like who was the person you got it from? No, I'm around so many people all the time. And in fact, I was just noticing the day that I felt sick, there was this elevator full of six young guys who were like club going age (laughs) and their mother (laughs) coming out. And I'm like, great, here we go. (laughs) So I'm just constantly in elevators that have been um, frequented by uh, a lot of flyers and youth. My husband and I went into a store today, and we're, like, just walking in, and we hear a woman, like, hack it up in the back, and Colin (laughs) turns around and just walks out. And I'm like, yep, it's not worth it. We don't want to buy anything anyway. We're just wasting our time. Because it was sunny, and it was warm, and it was so nice. That's nice. Well, too bad you're not here all the time. (laughs) I know. And you're like, oh, I want to see mountains and change of weather. Yep. I I want to just see sunny and beach. So yeah. what have you been up to? Well, this weekend has been a lot more obligation than I prefer, but it was for a good cause. Um, one of my best friends down here, her niece had a bat mitzvah. And so yeah. I was texting Karen as it was going on, too. And I'm like, I feel like I'm reporting from a major religious event that I don't know anything about. <laughs> Um, right. And they let me let me first off start by telling you, I didn't know how long it would be, but the ceremony itself mm-hmm. was was like right in at two hours. The ceremony wow. included a lot of prayers, a lot of singing, but not by the people in the audience as much as the sweet little 13 year old who was terrified to hold a microphone and sing yeah. songs that weren't like a melody that you know. No, they're they're not great. Yeah. No, but they would know the melody. Like they've heard it. But a it's it's times. not a simple melody like a hymn. It's a lot of. No. I guess it's a lot of laypersons. Mariah Carey does the. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, 
What are, what are those called? Trills? Rails? Yep. Something. I don't right. know. Trails? I don't know. Um, so, you know, I think it's just hilarious. You know, I open up the prayer book and they're like, okay. And you, then I'm like, oh, that's right. They start from the back and they go from the back to the front and right to left. And um, yeah. so that was interesting. Um, one of... One of the prayers, though, was so practical and lovely, and I had to give him credit for that. It said something to the effect of, hey, God, let me not pray to you to cure disease, but let me instead pray to you for thanks because we have been given the smarts to understand how to cure diseases. And it's like, oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. Let us not, you know... um, pray for you to work magic but for us to take you know the the gifts that you've given us and allow us to do it it was really a nice prayer and that's it is and it's interesting because that sort of reflects the culture the stereotypical jewish culture you know if we're just being stereotypical that jewish people if they grew up with that already had it in their brain to like I will be a doctor. I will be a lawyer. I will do something in life to help people. While we grew up, like, God, we're waiting on you. When are you going to give me the winning lottery ticket number? We're waiting. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. We're praying for our future spouse, and we're praying for, you know, the end times to hurry up after we have sex. Yeah. Well, here's here's what I will tell you. The, The sweet girl who... She's such an awesome human. Um, she had makeup on. And, Ooh. you know, a lot of times when a 13-year-old does makeup, it just looks strange. Because it's like there's a kid yeah. and then there's makeup on them. And um, Correct. <laughs> and then and so there I was with my pie face. And you see what it looks like. I don't have like a grown-up pointy face. I've got... A pie face that's kind of okay. Yeah, that's uh, not what I would say, but all right. It's kind of juvenile. You've got a looking. youthful face. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You're well, fortunate. yeah. So when I put a lot of makeup on, it looks funny. It looks like the thirteen-year-old there. So the oh. day before, <laughs> I had gone to get some eyelash extensions because I'd wanted them again. I had them like six years ago and they looked so nice. So I go through the whole thing and she shows me the mirror and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, can you make them just look natural, but a little longer? Okay. So she covered like every lash. So every lash was Mm -hmm. fuller and fluffier and it was like a caterpillar. And then they couldn't give me an appointment to take them off the next morning. And I was like, I can't show up to this thing looking like this. So I sat here at home with the olive oil, the YouTube, you know, self-removal that I had researched and the olive oil and plucking and plucking and like enough came off that it looked better. Like they were a little Uh patchier and looked normal. So I was so relieved. (laughs) However, if you've ever put like oil on your eyes to remove makeup, I had blurry vision all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Blurry vision. You should have called me. It was pink. Like I said. What? I just say, you know what breaks up oil? Acetone. No thanks. I would have helped you. Yeah. I I knew acetone would do it too. Um, 
so so I'm sitting there like blink 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 and it's all pink and I'm like am I gonna get pink eye tonight oh my god I really hope not um so so that was a fun time uh and then there was okay so there was the two-hour ceremony and then a lot of hors d'oeuvres and then they let you into the room and then the bat mitzvah girl she was like she first of all she left her little speeches at home of all the people she was lighting a candle for she's like i'm gonna light a candle this first one for so and so and then she gives a sweet little speech about them and then it kept going on i'm like how many candles does she have she had eight candles up there eight candles yeah Anyway, so that for went like on a while. people who died, and you have to people who died, but her and her family and oh, okay. her her parents' yeah. friends and I her mean, friends' that's parents. Not bad. No, I know, that's I know. All right. But each of yeah. them came with a speech, and right. then she, she <laughs> could have just said, "My mom, my dad." Yeah. No, but I mean, I know that's what part of it is. And then, um, and there was a lot of love and it was a really cool chance for her parents to say something nice and uplifting to her, which yeah. we don't, we didn't, we didn't have any <laughs> official <laughs> religious ceremony in our religion where you're like, you are a very smart young lady. Um, so, I mean, right. they could have been like, I am so glad you've never been knocked up and you <laughs> Um, that would have been our, our ceremony. But I can see the want for like a purity ball because it kind of maybe takes mm-hmm. the place of that. No, thanks. But a little. Yeah. Because see, like bat mitzvah, even debutantes, uh, quinceaneras, they're like coming out. And purity mm-hmm. culture is like shutting down. So I don't see it as like a opening up into the world but you were telling me how the bat mitzvah girl had to sing you know which they all do yeah either the guy or bar mitzvah or the girl and i thought can you imagine an existence that you grow up knowing when i turned 13 in front of all friends and family hundreds of people probably i will be singing a solo yeah. It's already written in terrible. Several. You know. Several solos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and did she do the one in Hebrew or they're, were they yeah, all they're in all Hebrew? in Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just doing that, no tambourine or anything. Tambourine. But I would <laughs> I would have been so just that being part of the culture would have messed me up knowing like as part of my life. I sing a solo at one point. Wow. Yeah, and, and I asked my friend Jake, who is of the Jewish faith, I said, okay, so this happens on their 13th birthday, and typically mm-hmm. you give them, instead of like a present, you give them a check so they can you know, like mm-hmm. build savings for the future. And I was asking him, like, do they get shafted out of birthday presents? And he's like, pretty much. <laughs> like, <laughs> great. So you get money that you have to save for the future, which is like a hard adult lesson to learn. Which is kind of funny. Right. Um, Okay, but it was like a cap, though, on the last five years or six years of stuff. My friends Sherry and Bruce, this guy married them. He was the rabbi at the ceremony like six or seven years ago. And then Mm -hmm. Amy, her, her father died, and then her sister died, and then her mother died. So it was that rabbi again. Three sad things, like one after another each year. 
and now it's a happy thing. Yeah. So now it's like the end cap is a happy thing. So I'm in the oh, five timers gotcha. club with this rabbi. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> crazy. And he's funny and he's lovely and he's not too serious. And he, you know, she sings, she, her, the singing was awful. And he's like, oh, like an angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never heard it better. He was so sweet. <laughs> anyway, so that was my report from a religious event. Did you go in yelling, you're the chosen people, you're the chosen people? No, but it was clear they were. They probably appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, there but the other thing is, um, if you're not a 13-year-old girl, and if listener, you're probably not, um, the style of clothing to wear was a slip dress, with like spaghetti mm-hmm. straps and kind of on the short side with high top sneakers. Yeah. And yeah. so I've got these pictures Very of all cool. these 13-year-old girls in the same uniform. It was so cute. Oh, they've had to coordinate. You know that. So talking about Jewish people, that goes smoothly into something that Ben Shapiro said the other day. I am positive that if Ben Shapiro did his show, because you know he wears his yarmulke, if he made that yarmulke red or blue, he'd lose half the view. I have a feeling people don't even realize he's Jewish because it blends in with his hair very well. <laughs> they just know right-wing guy. I will so listen ben to Shapiro anything. So Ben Shapiro is a, a right-wing guy for people yes. who don't know. <laughs> yes, I did not know. There are people who did not know. If you don't know who Ben Shapiro is, you're very fortunate. He runs the Daily Wire. He lives in Nashville now. He's the worst. But he did this thing the other day about Asbury Revival. So when we're recording this, I don't know if Asbury Revival is still going on. It's been like 20 days, 30 days so far, still going on while we're recording. But he actually made a little, you know, statement about it saying how good it was. And then he hopes other religions or just this type of thing keeps going on and there's more revivals because a society cannot exist without religion. And then he goes into some (laughs) bullshit. And I'm like, you mean a cancerous war-torn society cannot exist without religion because that's what it does. But I thought, you know, the more he wants Christian churches like Asbury, which I'll get into, having a revival, does he not realize that those are the people that actually commit hate crimes against the Jewish people? Yeah. He, his listeners will just be like, I like what you're saying. I'm a church-going guy. That sounds great. Um, in but I just opinion, think he is, says anything. Yes. In my opinion, there's always a lack of logic to these people. The only consistency Correct. is they they latch onto something that will inflame people and, and let them hear uh-huh. what they uh-huh. want to hear and keep them listening, which makes them money. It's like the thing that's going on with Fox News Absolutely. right now. And I don't know when this is going to air, but right now, Fox News, they have come to uh, determine... That the people at Fox News, who are the hosts, were aware that the claims against Dominion, the voting machine people, as being, you know, 
as cheating Donald Trump, that those were probably bullshit, but they but they had that as a topic on their show anyhow because they knew it was good entertainment. That is horrible. And this has been released to the people, and Mm -hmm. it's like they don't care. Uh, It's so absolutely frustrating. Yeah, the only logic is do what it takes to get listeners, and listeners are the commodity, the money. It sickens yeah. me. And it's filtered through the church because they meet. You know, that's the problem with more rational people. They don't wake up on Sundays and all gather together <laughs> with right. less thinking people to then convince them of something. Uh, all right. A, well, I think today. It's a big mess. I would say I would agree. Uh, So today we're talking about revivals, and I was going to ask you, do you remember the revivals that we went to at our Southern Baptist Church? Because I started remembering some. Yes. There were revivals, and they were planned. It wasn't a spontaneous, hey, we love Jesus, let's really get excited about it. It was planned, and we had guests, and I knew that that Mm -hmm. meant five nights in a row of church, and pretty much I was worried about having enough clothes so that I didn't repeat the same outfit. Because we went all out. I mean, the 80s was you coordinated. You wore pantyhose underneath jeans if you had to because your matching pumps went with your vest and your button earrings so yeah we had like outfits we definitely had to do that frequently we had our revival meetings at the outside chapel that we had that was very appealing to guests It would have been yeah. like a novelty, like, oh, it's going to be outside. Well, that's beautiful. It's right on the water. Yeah, well, that'll be a nice thing to go to. And mm-hmm. um, that all that did was remind me of the outfits that we had to wear because we wore like long Bermuda shirts and then the little belts that had the little whales on them. And then your little tucked yeah. in polo shirt. <laughs> One of us did. <laughs> yep. And if you could double them up, if it wasn't too hot, you could definitely do that. Yeah, I remember some of the guests. So I got saved during one revival, and there was a so they'd invite a special guest to talk for the week. And then the last day would be the big cattle call where everyone would go down. But the one that I got saved during was Angel Martinez, and he wore an all-white suit. And that's all I remember. Hold but on. we also wait, had wait. wait, wait, all white suit. Mm-hmm. And you were how old? I think I was nine, maybe even younger. Which would be right around the time of Tony Monero's white suit and Saturday Night Fever. Go ahead. There you go. Keep going. Annie well, Annie was Hispanic and his father was the same. Uh his name was the same as my grandfather, his first name. Anyway. So I remember that one. Then we had one where we know Lisa Welchel from Facts of Life came and sang. I don't think she was, she couldn't carry the whole week. She was just no, a blip. Would been, that would have been guest star week. She like was where star power. Jerry right. Clower, comedian. Jerry Clower. Elvis's cousin. Do you remember that one? Yeah. It was had like Elvis bl- had a, a cousin. Dirty blonde hair. His name was like Kelly Rick. Green, you know, I or something like that. 
I want to say his name I was don't Rick. remember. <laughs> Could have been Rick. And he came and talked, and the whole thing was... And, I mean, we all would eat this up and totally believe it. And my mom loved Elvis, so she just was like... It almost legitimized listening to anything Elvis sang because right, right. supposedly the cousin went over there the night before and Elvis said, I want to dedicate my life again to Jesus Christ. And they prayed, you know, and I never put it together like, oh, that's a coinky dink. It was more like, um, wow, that's the spirit moving and this story is absolutely true. So... The whole thing was, when he died on the toilet, he went to heaven. <laughs> so okay. he was there one year. Um, I'm, I can't remember the rest of them, but yeah, our, our church was definitely, we are planning a revival, and we even had, at one point, tickets that we could give out to friends to invite them and, you know, make it look like an event. And I remember uh, some football players from our high school who would come and we were like yes we got that one and yes and god's gonna work it was because it was a it was a good venue the, the venue was excellent uh everything went down sorry but yeah the venue was the draw yep and ours were very organized so what a real revival is so uh, using the word as it's meant to be used is characterized by these following features. And let's, let's line them up against our Southern Baptist um, uh, uprightiness. So, uh, first of all, increase in interest and participation. Like, people get very interested and more people come from the community. That was absolutely ours because we were given tickets to give out. And you could see us every night. And we'd have a big sign, we're having the revival with whoever's going to be there. People who drove over the bridge could see everyone. So it was, <laughs> like you said. Right. This one is the problem right here. Okay. And it did happen at our planned ones. But they're also characterized by a renewed focus on traditional values. Ours was already. We, we did not understand that there could be a different focus <laughs> rather yeah. than a traditional family, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it was definitely like, let's get back to fundamentals. Let's get back and, you know, confess your sins, renew yourself in Christ and live like God wants you to. So there was definitely that. Emotional always, intensity. Hold on. They were always like in my vocabulary now, they were always hassling us to like recommit ourselves. Yeah. And I don't know where Absolutely. they thought we were sliding back to, you know, what did and they think that we were like, what they think we were out there doing? Well, I'm well, sure they heard from, you know, that there were two guys doing this and that. And so they just told everyone, but rededication is a great way to get people crying again and get them up there at the altar. Cause I would do it. You know, and they did have different emphasis too. Remember, because it would be sort of like, uh, you know, if the theme was, I'm not giving all my talent to God or being used by Him, maybe you go up for that or 
you know, of course, the old sexual lustful one where you go up for that. So I yeah, think it was thematically all- rededicating. Yeah, and I think it was also a nice time to kind of latch into us uh, because we didn't have a proper confession. It was the time where you say, oh, you need to rededicate your life, and you start thinking of all the things you did that might not be perfect. You're like, oh, man, I better go up and walk up and rededicate my life because I touched someone's wiener or boob. I don't know. (laughs) I did none of that. But I'll tell you what I always was going up for is I'm not consistent in my quiet time. Oh, my God. I have watched too much TV and not focus on God. Like that thing always got to me, which, it, you know, it would forever if I was still in it. Um, Okay. So emotional intensity, and ours definitely sort of had that, just the excitement, but traditional or or a real revival that's not planned uh, will have a high degree of emotional intensity with participants experiencing strong feelings of enthusiasm, joy, conviction, and this can be fueled by the charismatic leaders, uh, music, etc. So we sort of had that, but nothing in comparison to what you're going to hear from spontaneous revivals. Let me just bust in there also and say, if you had a crush on someone, this was the perfect time to see them five Absolutely. nights in a row. Absolutely. Yeah. And you planned where you sat. And, ah, yeah. oh, man, good times, yep. good times. So there's also trans, uh, transformational experiences is another one where the participants feel like they've undergone a spiritual, you know, awakening or whatever it is, and they'll have renewal and greater faith and purpose and meaning. Yeah, yeah, we add that. This one's interesting. Increase social cohe- cohesion. So it brings people together in that shared experience, which is, we're getting Mm -hmm. into psychology here. And so they have more of a sense of community um, and also more diverse backgrounds, usually not for us. Um, So, yeah, so you almost develop like a cultural heritage as far as everyone being there together. I would say the older we... The older we got with the revivals like that, it was mm-hmm. it was something where I can remember going out to eat afterwards a lot. Yes, also important. And that was a social thing that you were just talking about. Well, that's totally it, you know. And sometimes I have felt guilty that there was nothing like growing up in church for my kids because the social dynamics of it, if everything's going well, is really great. Like you always had something to do. You were always laughing. You could get in deeper conversations, you know, once or twice a week, which is very healthy. Uh, But the other stuff isn't. Okay. (laughs) And a renewed interest in a topic, which was interesting because it says a revival may also refer to a renewed interest in an idea or a movement, and this can be seen in intellectual or academic circles where a revival of interest in a particular school of thought or historical period might lead to new research. But I'm going to get into that because that sounds gobbledygooky. (laughs) But generally, a real revival 
is closer to a tent revival, if anything, but is a spontaneous one. So the one that's going on at Asbury College is supposedly an authentic one because it's spontaneous. You know, there's a chapel or whatever church service and people get really touched by God. They start so it's singing. it's a religious college? And it goes, yes, it's okay. a Christian college in Kentucky, and it goes okay. over the allotted amount of time for a usual service. Okay. Supposedly, this college has chapel every day. I don't know. We yeah. had it once a week at our Southern Baptist College. Bonnie would love it because, yeah, it goes over the allotted amount of time. So think of that bat mitzvah times 48,000. It goes very long, and we can see videos of the students, and they're jumping up and down, and they're really getting into singing, because that's one thing. Southern Baptist Church, we did not dance. We did not even step touch. So I can understand how movement would get you even more like hyped up, and the music would be better. It would be much closer to, quote, secular music than hymns. Um, so it that's what's going on at part, Asbury. Yeah, it would be affecting a part of you that didn't usually get... Um, the word aroused is not what I really want to use. <laughs> but it's but, true. Yeah. Your body stands erect, and then <laughs> it permeates... Um, as it thrusts <laughs> in the air. Um, but it really does, like the movement, I think really does help the whole experience. So Asbury College also actually had a revival that's in the history books in 1970. And like yeah. I was saying in our Zoom meeting, that if you went to a college... I don't know what this is like, Bonnie, but supposedly you do. I do when it comes to the arts, but you would probably have this um, where you went to college. If your college had won some kind of championship. Which they did. Would always be talked about, like, we've got to recapture that. And in Christian circles, supposedly that was what has been happening at Asbury College. We can bring revival Again, it's happened before, we can do it again. So there's like this narrative going on with these college students. It's not like it's a new spontaneous thing. This is the the history of the college they chose to go to, and they know very well Yeah. when they go to their New Testament and Old Testament classes and all the things that we had to do at our college that they're hearing about their own college's significance and cultural history. So it's not a coincidence that it would happen again. Well, it's interesting that you say that because when you said that and I interjected, I wasn't kidding because I went to Georgia and we did win the national championship this year. And why don't you talk about it? Sure. sure. Why don't you talk about it? Mm -hmm. Um, And I can see that there would be a fervor or whatever of everybody going, we've got to repeat it. We've got to repeat it because we did it last year. As well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you're on a roll and there is such a feeling and a passion. And and it's like these are the football players. You know, we have Uh nothing to do with football, but you're so excited about that whole spirit of of everybody sharing in the excitement. 
So yeah, and there's I get it, that secularly. community. Community. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And the whole idea of when, you know, you're the team that doesn't win the championship for a while, the whole like, Ugh, you know, so I'm sure there's a little extra push of let's see if this can happen again. And believe it or not, you get two people feeling that and a crowd of even a hundred, they can get something going that's going to catch on, which is called group dynamics, which I've written on before for something else. But the idea that everyone, of course, just starts copying and what the copying leads to is the belief that it is spreading um, spiritually. So a revival in the true terms, it's like the Holy Spirit falls on people. So our first one in that we talk about, when we talk about revivals, as we do, is the <laughs> first great does. awakening, <laughs> the first great awakening that was in 1730s and 1740s. And it started in like Britain and the new American colonies. Are you saying Very first interesting. grade? Yes. Like six-year-olds? Huh? What? I didn't say the first great Oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. That would have changed. That would have been so much better. <laughs> um, but the first great awakening, just things started just moving and moving. And a lot of people started gathering and going to church, and it renewed, like, piety and religious devotion. Because if you haven't read Karen Armstrong and a lot of her stuff, it's interesting that Christianity used to be more of a communal as one, almost saved as one, and not a total personal belief in God and a personal salvation, which is hard for us to understand. And it, but, but it was the, a totally the, different, it was a totally different time then too, where you didn't have television yeah. at home. You didn't have social media. Um, so right. your church was a big, big deal. And everyone had one book and it was that Bible. <laughs> You're lucky if you could get <laughs> one book. some other book in your shanty tent <laughs> and, you know, your government has said, this is what we do. So, yeah, it was definitely not as personal. They didn't do quiet times like we did. Their whole God life was quiet time if they weren't in church. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Their lack just, of radio. You know, labor. <laughs> <laughs> so they started, um, yeah, building on that. And there was just this great awakening, as they said, into evangelicalism. And what comes out of something like this is leaders. So yeah. George Whitefield, John Wesley, Jonathan Edwards, these were all the names that we still have today because theology came out of it and churches came out of it. Like the Methodist church started in this. And that's what I'm interested to see with the Asbury one, because now over 200,000 people have traveled there. Wow. And now supposedly there's 12 colleges that are all doing this revival stuff. 
Now, they are all white private colleges, Bonnie. God has not not, decided to touch (laughs) Tennessee State yet, which is, you know, it, it... it's very interesting because it shouldn't have those those kinds of walls of who the Holy Spirit's going to fall on. But a lot of the times when these things happen, there's splits in churches. Because I bet even at Asbury College, there's some professors going, I don't like the way this revival is going. Oh, it's sure. too loud, or it's not holy, or the confessions that everyone are doing are too lewd, I don't know, whatever it is. These are young kids. Now, you were saying we were excited to spend five nights a week with our potential crush. Yeah. How about 24 hours a day in these buildings that now the town near Asbury College has had to find accommodations and places for all these people to go? But at the beginning... You're like, ooh, Chester's here, Chester. and you and Chester. So <laughs> Chester I saw a Arthur videos. <laughs> I saw video of these kids. Like everyone's jumping, but you can see a distinct circle of about six jumping and sort of looking at each other in a circle. And you're like, someone in there has a crush on someone. Like, this, yeah. these are pheromones flying as well as the Holy Spirit. And there's some student but, there, I promise, and I pray that there is, because I hope that I'm not thinking this up and making this up, who's in their dorm going, I can't go to this thing one more night. What the hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm exhausted. They're going to give God me shit for not going. But also, I mean, that brings up a good point. So another part of it is confession. I went to a church that did have every once in a while people go up and make some public confessions behind uh, the podium. And I think like the kids or the youth went to camp. I taught uh, high school, Sunday school during this time. And they had gone somewhere or something, and a few got to get up and give testimony. This one girl gets up there, and she's like, you know, I really, what, God really delivered me from sex because (laughs) I loved sex. And she was like, I loved it. And we're all like, she's looking at all Sound like you still do. Yeah. So... There are definitely confessions going on at this place, but you think about it, the emotions are so high, and there's no one, there aren't real counselors there. No. For kids who are like, you know, something super bad happened to me, or they finally let out these very deep, dark secrets, and they still got to either jump around or whatever, and they're not getting any proper counseling for it. No, and you and I can think of two of the guys who were slightly older than we were who would have been like, hey, so-and-so, can you go talk to Chester here? He's got a problem <laughs> with his masturbation life. <laughs> oh, and then the thought be life. Thick, There's going to be just... And then there'd be a thick glasses-wearing guy or a thick white-haired guy, you know, just talking to him and... These are not proper counselors. It's no, there needs to be for sure. 
Okay, so then we had the second awakening. Eh, whatever. It happened. And uh, was it exactly a year later? <laughs> you know, I wish. This was now second graders, Bonnie. They were a little more mature then. Um, then we had the Welsh revival. Who cares about that? You know what I'm hey, saying? No. Um, my people. And that, where Wrexham is. I watched that whole show. Um, this one occurred in the turn of the century, and it had a powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and it led thousands of people to Christ. Interesting enough, I've mentioned this in many of my TikToks, the UK and Welsh announced last year that the amount of people who say that they are Christians is now a minority for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So it the Welsh revival, not long-lasting results. So here we go into the more interesting ones. The Azusa Street revival, which I've talked about before, lasted about three years. It was in Los Angeles and... What started happening is a little bit of hopping in place and a little bit of spinning. More jumping. And this is, there was jumping, there was a hmm. high kick, a low kick, um, and this is where we saw the birth of modern-day Pentecostal movement, so the chandelier swingers. But it went so long that it had to move into another building. I think they got a new building. It happened for three three years, like just this uh, spiritual God is touching us thing. Can you imagine, like, the girl who comes home from school, like, dear diary, my parents are going to this thing again. I really don't know how many nights in a row I can eat tater tots and hot dogs. What is going on with my family? My God. I envision a lot of kids sleeping on that coiled carpet that all churches have that are in between a green <laughs> and a blue color, just somewhere in the corner, sleeping on their book bag. Oh I don't know. Um, but I think that's when tambourines and banners, obviously, got uh, bought at the local Safeway and brought into the church. And now we can't get rid of them. But there's been revivals. There was like 40 years of revivals in East Africa, which to me that's interesting because what that did was it talked about personal holiness and rejecting um, worldly things, including African religions. And it was led by... And they, yeah, the people who led it, it was, they sound like they have African names. And of course, yes, I know different countries. And it doesn't say here the countries. Um, but I think that's not a good thing. And I would not be surprised if it wasn't initiated by white. Anglo missionaries or preachers that went there. What I think is weird is there's a mentality a lot of times uh, that I encounter with somebody who I work with who says, you know, this should be taken care of before this, meaning you should have all your finances in order before you go on vacation. You should pay your credit cards off before you buy something fun. There's an order of things. 
Yeah. And, but I think that at the same time, like you should worry about saving the people in your own country before you trek over to Africa and work on them. So something's up. Why, 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 listen, why? Listen. Why do the missionaries need to go so I far was told, away? Bonnie, that God called me to do that because it was your job, literally, the people who are left here, to do the local stuff. And I left heard here, that from more than two preachers. Yeah. After I left, <laughs> it's all the Christians in America. It's their job to... To take care of it here. Ah, I really wish. Why didn't God call me to, um, like, uh, Costa Rica, like he called one of our friends who happened to serve? Very interesting. Anyway, um, then in the 60s and 70s, the Jesus Movement, which, as you know, launched J-Jail clothing. And what? it occurred, it was... Is that what the no, J but everything, stands for? Yes. No. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just very flowy Jesus, clothing. Jill? <laughs> Jesus H. Jill. <laughs> the revival of the Jesus movement was marked, of course, by more young people getting into Christianity and singing non-hymnal music. There was the counterculture happening. Um, people were, the young people were turning away from that. And there is a great scene in Freaks and Geeks where the Christian girl comes over to a party and starts playing, Jesus is just all right with me. Jesus is just, and it was great. Anyway, um, but there was also like this big emphasis on street evangelism. So, uh, the Harry Krishnas were doing their own thing, going out saying, do you know Harry, I think. And these people were saying, do you know Jesus? And they're going out and they're getting in vans. They're not washing. So we have the whole Jesus movement, which came out with some very interesting music. And there is now a movie out right now with Kelsey Grammer in it about the Jesus movement. Hmm. Not going to watch it, but you and I know of someone in it, which I will tell you off pod. Mm. So these revivals have been happening, obviously, a lot. And the televangelists that we see, they're sort of taking what our church did, which was we're going to have a revival at a planned time and space. And... So the, the Jesus movement or Azusa Street where there's twirling and stuff, and they combine it and say, we're going to have it every night on this TV channel. Oh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we're just going to keep, right, and it's just going to keep going and going, but we're going to televise it, and we're somehow making money off of it also. Anytime there are two or more gathered in his name, there is a money-making opportunity. Ooh. Now, of course, there were some weird things coming out of those revivals. So that Great Awakening that I talked about that was way back, they started The Jerk. What? Which, um, I that know. That was a great movie. The movie? <laughs> it was. But the <laughs> jerks and twitches, which we've seen in modern day, like weird revivals and different 
offsprings of Christianity where people's behaviors, they're like actual bodies would yeah. jerk with the Holy Spirit. Or the uh, and the Toronto move. <laughs> it was. Sorry. It was the girl from, I always think of that from uh, the musical. What was that stupid? High school musical? Yes, where the girl goes, I can pop and lock. Anyway, that came from the Great Awakening. So you and I, we did another episode on the Toronto Blessing in the 90s with the the Dickie, you know, wide Rodney Howard Brown. We've already done an episode, and that was the one where people started laughing and rolling on the ground Barking like dogs, roaring like lions, um, which brings up something that we're going to talk about, which is the authenticity of some of these things, but not yet. Let me go and talk about that but there was people also... People spread stuff to people, even if it doesn't make sense. People just... Correct. People VD. latch onto stuff. Yeah. Even beauty. I think of beauty trends. It's the same thing. There's just something there. Absolutely. So some of those weird barking and fainting and dancing was also in uh, 1801 at the Cane Ridge Revival in Kentucky. Kentucky, interestingly, like Tennessee, like Georgia, has a lot of spiritual experiences Yet very low on the education rating. You can put it together. The Welsh Revival, (laughs) that one where now Ryan Reynolds owns a soccer club there, they had physical manifestations of falling on the ground, crying out, and even levitating. But, of course, it's 1904, and we cannot prove it. (laughs) If you don't have video, it didn't happen. Hey, can we take a moment while we're talking about soccer? When does Ted Lasso come on? Don't care. Okay. You know it. You're just trying to. I can't wait. I'm not sure. It's my religion. I will not let her know. That's great. That's a great religion. It is. But there's been, so there was another college revival, actually, at Wheaton College. Ooh, I know that college. And suddenly, um, the president. He asked students to come forward and confess their sins. Oh, no. What followed was, again, Bonnie's favorite, (laughs) 38 hours of uninterrupted confessions, which, to tell the truth, could be some really good gossip, except I've been part of those even at our college we went to, and Usually, you'd get two sentences of the good stuff, and the rest of the stuff was just bullshit filler. I just really feel God in me today, and I love you all. Like, tell us. It's going to be a lot of boring stuff because people want to participate, and Mr. AV Squad Guy probably gets up there and has a lot more juicy stuff to talk about, but... You don't want him touching the mic, but... (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, 38 hours, uh, classes were canceled, just like at Asbury, to allow for this spontaneous confess-a-thon. And one student (laughs) confessed that he wasn't sure if he loved his fiancé. Another confessed to cheating in Bible class. And by then, the the 
principal or the president said, you know, we're going to stop doing <laughs> confessions now. We don't want people to think this is a show. And so they put the, yeah, on that. But it's interesting because who knows at this revival, like people can confess to crimes. People can confess to things that if you hear, you feel I need to let someone know what <laughs> that person just said. I need to let my authorities said. know what's going yeah. on. Well, does anybody, yeah. is anybody putting video out of this Asbury thing? Like, is there yeah, a TikTok Yeah, there's plenty handle? of video. Oh, Hashtag, the, yes, whatever. there's quite a few. <clears throat> and okay. what's interesting, the good part about it is that they said we're not going to have any celebrities come and take this over, which is very true. I haven't heard a name of a head pastor like you do with, you know, churches. So I haven't heard like any name related to it. There's not a so Bieber or a Diddy or there's a not. There's, J hmm? or a Yay. Okay. Nope. Carl Lentz hasn't even rolled up from Florida to participate. <laughs> He's been not at all. Low. He has, <laughs> and he should. Um but, yeah, there's, they did that, which is really good. The other thing, though, is now, because of the day and time it is, everyone weighs in on it. And I kept coming across, not on TikTok, but just the internets, where there are words written, if people remember those days, about blogs of certain, I guess, you know, churchy mentory stars saying, a lot of people have asked me my thoughts on the Asbury <laughs> Revival and if it's authentic. Have they? <laughs> and, uh, and, and although every revival has always had that and always had huge doubters because especially like the Pentecostal ones or the laughing ones, there's always a Baptist going, that's not real. That's not of God. God isn't a God of chaos. Like <laughs> they just find the verses to say, no, that's not right. But now everyone, and it's kids, you know, it's kids who are involved who are going to hear all these leaders say, this isn't of God or that's fake. I mean, like I'm doing right now, but they're not going to listen to me and they shouldn't. But they're having all these, quote, famous people comment and judge yeah, the opinion of, is this of God or is this just kids getting cranked up? So have they gone to class during this revival? I would think, I know like the first week that they stopped classes, but by now they should have done something. Of course, there could also be the huge thing that a lot of Christians like that think this is more important. This is kingdom building. This is eternal life stuff. So you might have particular professors who say this is definitely more important and we're just going to do something at the end of the year where they write an essay about something. Book learning can wait. But Yeah, I'm wondering about the people who do want to learn, like 
are they going to get any <laughs> refunds? Are they going to be upset? Is the kid the know. kid whose parents were like, you can go to Asbury and we'll pay for it, but if you go somewhere else, you're on your own. Like, well, all right, it's not so bad until okay. the revival <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it, because we had for our Christian college. I didn't even realize till years later that people sent their bad kids yeah. to make sure they stayed on the straight and narrow. So now you have this 24-hour praise fest. Yeah. So the curfews are probably dropped or lax. So the wild ones are just out being wild, I'm sure. At Waffle House. And the other ones <laughs> can be like, I didn't see them at the revival, so I'm going to tell on them. Yeah. I, th- those are the stories I'm really interested in. Like, I want to hear some of that. Me too. That comes out of all of it. I want to know more about this Asbury College. I don't really. Okay. But <laughs> you can. It's in Kentucky. It's a Christian college. Um, I'd never heard of it, and I've heard of some smaller colleges near to where I am because I'm in Tennessee and just being in the like college world careerish thing you hear about a lot of colleges i'd never heard mm-hmm. of it so okay. i think it's pretty small um, i think when but we were at like center college and all that center oh yeah. center yes okay um, yes <laughs> when we were in school at our college when before it was the university how many students would you say there were? 1,200? Yeah. Okay. That's not a lot That's if what you I think. think about it. No. So I'm going to look up, and I'm interested to see how many go to Asbury. We felt like we had a real college happening. I did, too. When 1,200 or more are gathered in his name, there is... <laughs> <laughs> There's mayhem. So it says they have numbers... Why does the enrollment say two, in 2008 they had 1,600, but I don't know why they wouldn't have a little more ones. recent um, numbers. Okay. So it says fall 2016 they had a total enrollment of 1854. Okay, so that's, good, good. So that's, we're familiar with that amount of people. So now I'm seeing things like in inside higher Ed, which is an actually scholastic type of thing for um, faculty. It says the Asbury Revival comes to a close, but I don't know if that's true or not. Um, How do they know when it's done? (laughs) Exactly. Like, God's telling me it's time, or have they outgrown everything and everything's getting too chaotic? Who knows? Yeah. But... Or God left. There is information that someone that was there either had or had been near someone with measles. So <laughs> they were warned of a measles outbreak, of course. And we're never going to hear how much COVID went around there. You know that. No, right. Nobody admits to having COVID anymore, P.S. Exactly. And let me just tell you, this is a shock, but there's already documentary filmmakers that were there. Sojourner Films, a Christian film company, went to it. So we're going to be seeing plenty about what happened. And you know what plenty is for me? (laughs) 
one time. <laughs> this one episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for revivals. Um, Interesting. Well, I like that theirs seems more genuine. To end this up, like, are these revivals true? And if Christians say they are, will they say that these revivals are true? So there have been Islamic survivals. That's the Muslims people. One of the most significant ones happened in the 18th century in Arabia and it was sort of the same thing where renew your faith and go back to the the original ordin- ordinances yeah of things um as far as islam there's been jewish revivals the hasidic movement came out of the eastern europe a jewish spirituality and mysticism revival that was going on there hindus have had revivals where they again started, everyone renewed their actions and interest in Hinduism rather than it just being nominal to, in response to the British colonialism um, and Christian missionary activity. And Mahatma Gandhi was actually a leader in that. Let's see. There's been Buddhist revivals in the late 19th and the 20th centuries. A Buddhist revival in Sri Lanka uh, started getting people more interested in Buddhist teachings for everyday life. And there's been indigenous revivals. So indigenous traditions have been sparked back up in many places in the world as indigenous people I can see that one wanting to like reclaim their culture. Yeah. I think yeah, that one sounds interesting. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is the same as Christianity. Uh, a lot of people just think that revivals, miracles, music that you feel something, prayer, answered prayer is all just a Christian experience, but it's happening and it's happened in all the religions that they hate. So that's just a little reminder there. <laughs> All the religions you don't think are real have the same characteristics. I know. That's I know. Great. Same thing. Weird. Maybe they're just copying Christians, obviously, obviously. That's right. Anyway, even though some of them existed before. Anyway. <clears throat> that's right. But that's it on revivals. I hope you feel renewed. I hope. Uh, I do. Like, I'm glad I wasn't part of some of those, the early ones, the Great Awakening is when people were, the teachings that came out of that is like, we need to live simply and frugally. Mm, Okay. I don't want that. Man, I'm really tired of eating animals. (laughs) I gotta tell you. (laughs) I'd like to figure out how to... (laughs) skew pleasures of the world, you know, Mm. all the whole thing about... No. Prohibition or abstinence of certain things. That just doesn't interest me. No. But um, yeah. on, on one final note, if you're looking for something good to watch on television, Clarkson's Farm mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime is really, really again. good. Clarkson's Farm. It's Jeremy Clarkson, okay. the TV host over in England who had the show oh, Top Gear. He's a big, he's a big. You have not let what? go of the colonial of the colonizers. 
Either way, he's he's a big personality and he has farmland and he decided when COVID was happening, I'm going to farm this land. How hard could it be? And it's this moron going in Let and guess, farming. It's hard. It is very hard. You learn a lot from it. And um, mm-hmm. it's just uh, the whole idea of eating animals is, you know, a little sad now. Because the cows have names. It definitely is. <laughs> and like so Never. much work. And, uh. A lot of work. I remember I was in grad school and like the guy next to me, when they're like, go around and tell about yourself. I'm like, well, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And, you know, I'll watch TV all day long. The guy <laughs> after me goes, I don't own a TV. And I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Ugh. And later... Like, someone was asking him something, like, oh, are you vegetarian? Because he kept getting vegetarian. He goes, um, I only eat meat if I kill it myself. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, all right. You're too good. We all get it. That guy is in jail now. No. <laughs> only. Oh, my gosh. But I know he's not at Asbury College at the Revival. You know why? No. Because he's black. And I have looked oh. at the videos and I <laughs> do not all, see. It's a any sea of white people. people. Of color. Yeah. The, yeah. Back to the going around. When I was in acting school, we went around and said who we were and whatever. And, and my friend Eric says, My name's Eric, 21 years old, packed a lot of living into 21 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good luck with your revival. Yep, everyone, just revival it up. And uh, I'm looking for a lack of religion revolution. That's what I would love. <laughs> or a lack of, of, well, we all know what we're talking about. Right-wing conservative white evangelicalism. <laughs> I said white twice and I meant it. And that's the end. Well, I am, speaking of that, I am curious to see how the whole Fox News um, debacle shakes down. And if anybody stops cares. taking, yeah, if anybody cares, if anybody stops paying exactly. attention to them, it'll be interesting. I don't think yeah. anything's going to change. But yeah, I'm cynical. <laughs> Have a great week, and we will cynically see you back next week, or maybe we won't. Oh, stop. Bye, guys. (laughs) 